We have got a great episode for you this week. Uh, before I tell you about that, just to let you know, we do not have an episode next week because I'll be traveling for Christmas. So taking a week off for the holidays, um, which is going to be what we talk about in our mix plate. Things we can put off till next year. Podcasting is one of them. Um, but we've got a great show. We're going to recap the uh, Titans and Chiefs. We've got some openings and closings around Kansas City. We've got uh, what we tried this week. There's some fun facts about Kansas City sprinkled in there as well, our personal pine tar, and then our mixed plate of things to push off to the new year. Welcome into Stag Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is December 21st, and the Chiefs were able to steal one away from the Houston Texans. Got away. Do you think we stole that? I, I would say we uh, didn't steal it. Kind of, kind of robbed them of of a win in we overtime. Didn't rob, no, no, no. You don't see where I'm going with that. Uh, oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Sorry. <laughs> of, a, of a certain uh, Chiefs super fan who maybe super did fan. not get away with stealing or God robbing. Bless it. I can't wait uh, to. This week. to so. I, I can't wait for more information about the biggest news of the week, uh, Chiefsaholic. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, for a lot of our listeners who maybe aren't on hashtag Chiefs Twitter about what happened on hashtag Chiefs Twitter this week, because it is incredible. Um, but yeah, I would. I did not get your pun at first, so I was like, "Wait a second! No, no, no!" The no, Chiefs we didn't like steal one. We didn't get away like with robbery. Dominated that game. It was a really weird game. The Chiefs only play weird games. I know that a lot of fan bases think that, and a lot of fan bases say that about their team. But like this game against the Texas Texans was so weird. We had uh, we outgained the Texans um, 440 to 213 yards in regulation, yet it still went to overtime. We um, you know had an offense that was operating in the 95th percentile as far as success rate against the Texans. So like we were, we were dominating, but you know, we had our, our couple Two of turnovers. turnovers and we didn't get our normal third down um, success. And we had awful third down defense, just a really weird, frustrating game. And it feels like we've said that a lot. And we have, um, we've had these conversations a lot on, on Mondays and Tuesdays after mm -hmm. Chiefs games where it's been like, that was a weird game. Why do we have to play in so many weird games? Why can't we just blow people out? Why do we have to make these games against inferior opponents close? Um, I don't know the answer to that. You know, I, I think it has a lot to do with defense. I think it has a lot to do with luck. If you look at statistically um, where we are as far as on the season, how lucky we've been and, and, how we've benefited from luck, such as like dropped passes, turnovers, a lot of times are luck, different things like that. Like we have been low on that list, meaning we are a very unlucky team uh, compared to the rest of the NFL. So, you know, that has a lot to do with it. Our turnovers have a lot to do with it, do with it but it's definitely frustrating. I didn't have any fun watching that game. Mm -hmm. It was a noon game, went straight from the World Cup into watching that game, was on a was on a high from that World Cup game because it was incredible, and I was just hoping to roll into a very easy victory, um, and that was annoyingly not the case. So, um, I mean, the offense is still really good. The offense is still historically good. The offense can do everything right. Um, we had a season high on first downs 
Mahomes completed 20 straight passes. He had an 88% completion percentage. He had no interceptions. We rushed the ball for five and a half yards per rush. And we still went to overtime with the worst team in the uh, in the NFL. So just a really, really, really weird game. A lot of it had to do with the defense being bad, but also weird shit. We- really weird stuff. I think the positives, though, is, is looking at the offense and being like, okay, this is an incredible offense, an incredibly efficient offense. Uh, the, the most troubling stat that I heard during the game, which was great to be able to hear Kevin Harlan and uh, Trent Green call the game because we yeah. usually don't get that team ever. It is a good, good team. Uh, but we got that team because we played such a bad team. But uh, we're the worst team in the NFL on third and one when it comes to it. On offense? On offense. Hmm. The worst team in the NFL. Guess what our conversion rate is on what third is and one? 44%. Mm. That's troubling. That's not good. That's really, really bad. Maybe we're saving all the good plays. I, I, I hope we are saving all the good plays. I hope there is another level What's for this team. What's the sample size there? How many third and ones have we faced compared to? I don't know. You know, I bet it's pretty low, but nevertheless, still no, bad. That's still bad. I yes. just When I hear that stat in my head, I see Michael Burton running a trap going nowhere. Yeah. Or like a wildcat formation that, that goes nowhere. Or Clyde getting a handoff and going nowhere. Like, yeah. Those things... Yeah. pop in my head mm-hmm. uh, but I, I I do hope there is another level of this offense I think uh, this offense has now learned to function for has it been four games without McColl Hardman mm-hmm. uh, he will come back and I think there is still basically four games without Tony as well without Tony as well but he's never really been correct much but still I, I think there is another level with this offense especially when Pat Mahomes is playing like his best football maybe that he's ever played. Uh, what he did, how many passes he was able to complete, how efficient he was, was incredible to see. And I think that he can just control games that way. Mm-hmm. And then I hope that plus more aggressiveness from Andy, especially in fourth down in the situations, playoffs. better in the red zone, It's our defense is just going to have to hold him to under 27. Yeah. And we can win. Yeah, again, And I, and I can trust our defense to hold teams to under 27. Yeah, I just hesitate saying like again. I think we have we have this syndrome where we only watch Mahomes highlights and we only think about like everything needs to be perfect. And Mahomes was basically perfect. He threw twenty straight completions. He set the NFL record for completion percentage. And we still like think there's another level. Like, true. Th- like that's just unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we have that as Chiefs fans right now. And like again. Our offense is like lapping the field as far as efficiency, and we're number one in in our score in scoring points. We're number one in every efficient in yards measure too. in yards in um in all of that stuff. And so, like the fact that we think that this offense has another level, that's just unrealistic. I'm okay. sorry, Kev. That's, that's just unrealistic. Fair. That's fair. And um, and it, that, that's not. And we were the number one red zone offense for a good majority of the mm-hmm. season. And so, like, yes, numbers have dipped a little bit in the red zone. And, like, that third and one stat is troubling. I don't know what, like, you know, again, the the sample size is. But, like, but like this offense is almost one of the best offenses in the history of, of the NFL. Like, as mm-hmm. far as how how good it is at picking up first downs, like, it's it's the best offense since the 2000 Rams or something like that. So, um, 2001, 2001 Rams. Yeah. And so like, it's historically good. The defense just, um, yeah. I mean, just continues to let, let everyone down and, and then 
fumbles at horrible times um, also is is bad and drops at bad times and and penalties at horrible times. I mean, we've said that multiple times that high leverage situations, our defense just plays really, really poor. And I feel like that just continues to be a trend. And so we'll just have to be better in those high level, leverage situations and, and um, hopefully that turns around before the playoffs because the only thing that matters is the Super Bowl. Yeah. The only thing that matters is the playoffs. Looking good, winning – easily that you know i want to do that and i want to continue to do that but like obviously if we win the super bowl i won't care about any of this yeah so really the crux of it is our offense is historically good and we struggle to win games at times so if our offense is historically good then where's the problem it's not them it's the defense correct it's, it's the, the defense teams. it's special teams it's bad luck mm -hmm. it's bad officiating like the the I mean I know it's it's bad to overreact but there was some huge high leverage calls that that went against the Chiefs um and everyone loves to dump on Carl Cheffers which I'm all for like I, I support on. dumping taking big dumps on on Carl Cheffers because I think he's bad at his job but like you know two those two fumbles were the reason why that game was close mm -hmm. um they scored 14 points off those two uh those two fumbles that's that you could look at that with how good our offense is. You can look at that as a 28-point swing. Mm -hmm. Like, we could score 14 points on those two possessions. Instead, we they scored 14 points. That's essentially a 28-point swing on those two fumbles. So, like, would winning that game by 14, by 28 points in regulation, would that have been what we expect? That would have been what we expected, mm -hmm. right? And that's kind of the way turnovers happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, turnovers are like goals in soccer. That's what I. That's the conclusion I've come to because like, goals in soccer can be really random and they can come up and there's only you know three or four per game and in soccer, the the worst team can win because they get lucky on a goal and mm -hmm. it's the same thing with with the NFL. Bad teams can beat good teams because they get lucky on turnover luck or they just get lucky with a with a couple of turnovers. That is. That's how soccer works. It, 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 with only three or four of them, if one of them happens not in your favor and one of them happens because of luck, well, that's going to have a major influence on the outcome of the game when it's just like really one play out of 140 that happened in an NFL game. So, like, that's the conclusion I've come to. Um, Turnovers are goals. That helped watching the World Cup lead into that game then for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Starting to think of that. Colin Coward type. It actually came to me in the in the shower. Analogy. That's where all my good ideas come. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about um, Chiefsaholic. Chiefsaholic. <laughs> let's talk about Chiefsaholic. Who, Do you want to give a rundown? Chiefsaholic is a super fan. He dresses up in a wolf costume. He's he's a big meme maker on and, social and, media. And, and for those of you who are unfamiliar, a super fan is like a designation of the type of person who... Their entire identity is their fandom to their football team. Mm -hmm. And every team has super fans. And a lot of times they're on like national broadcasts and they, they, they dress up. But their entire identity, everything that they do in life revolves around being a fan. And they have, they have notoriety uh, amongst other fans because, because of how recognizable they are. That's mm -hmm. a super fan. So that's Chief Saholic. Yeah, Chief Saholic. So... He runs a couple of social media accounts. He's he's got some pretty good memes out there. I will say that he wears a GoPro to the games a lot of times too, uh -huh. uh, so he can capture everything 
that's going on. He'll give like pump up speeches before the game. He does do that um, to his followers. To his followers. One time he got kicked out of Arrowhead, and he he made this whole post about how he got kicked out. Yeah, it was amazing. Sent it to everybody. I think he's currently in a lawsuit with the Patriots. Correct. Because he slipped and fell a couple years ago. Uh huh. Um, at Gillette Stadium. At Gillette Stadium, but. He goes to every away game. That's his goal this year. He's very active, tweeting every day. Tweets about how, how rich he is. About how rich he is. He's got big-time bet slips that he'll post out there. So he was going down to Houston to watch the Chiefs this week and then really went radio silent on social media where you would expect to see him in the stadium, at the stadium. Tweeting, Instagram videos. Went silent. And Monday rolls around. People are now asking... Where's Chiefsaholic? Other people on hashtag Chiefs Twitter, which yeah. is a community of people who tweet about the Chiefs and, like, again, make their whole identity um, their fandom for the Chiefs, were worried about him. And they were putting out little, little, you know, uh, Red Kingdom alerts, Amber alerts. Mm -hmm. Where is Chiefsaholic? We haven't heard from him. He was supposed to meet us in Houston. He hasn't posted in forever. Uh, people were concerned. People were concerned. Uh, Hoping he was all right, and then word word got around that he was indeed alive and and well. Uh, just happened to be in uh, the, I think in the Tulsa County Jail is where he was. He was picked Tulsa up Tulsa County Jail for uh, let's see a list of armed robbery, wearing a mask in a felony, possession of a firearm. Threatened violent act, and uh, I think that was it. Yeah, basically he robbed a bank. I wish that that I don't think the picture was real. The picture was not real, unfortunately. The so there was a picture that 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 originally someone on on Chiefs Twitter posted a, a picture of someone in a wolf costume robbing a bank, and they were like, "Holy shit! We found out what happened to Chief Saholic. Here he is." Turns out that picture was from a 2016 um, bank robbery that did not involve Chief Saholic. So that was not a Dang real it. picture of him in his costume that he wears to every single game and wears to away games robbing a bank. But he was arrested for armed robbery. And um, so the, the, the memes, it was just it was out of control. Um, you know, again, people on Twitter digging into it. Oh, uh, public records. Turns out this is like the fourth time he's been arrested for robbery. So all throughout this time, Chief Saholic is tweeting stuff like, you know, about how how you got to hustle and how don't let anyone tell you no about, uh, you know, worker. making your dreams come true. He's a hard worker. He, he's a grinder. Um, you know, he tries to do all this faux uh, inspirational stuff because he has a lot of followers on Twitter and Instagram and uh and yeah I mean he's just a uh he's just a, a thug who is a, a super fan who whose entire identity is tied to his Chiefs fandom and it's just it's an incredible story I I really wish he had robbed the bank in that Chiefs costume um mm -hmm. he did not he did not but nevertheless an incredible day for Chiefs Twitter because uh for a long time that was what everyone was thinking and mm -hmm. it was just it, it, it's like if your entire identity is known for dressing up as this thing and then going and robbing a bank in that costume, like what an incredible story um, and that could have been. Speculation of um, has he been robbing banks on his road trips to all these away games? Exactly. Who knows? Who knows? We'll have um, to go back. Because people have already started to go back and trace. He's a K-State uh, fan. He's a K-State fan. The tough look. I think we, uh, from what I 
heard maybe we've cleared him of graduating from K-State. Okay, so you went through the, the, I the can records. Put that, I can put that back on my resume now. Okay. I had taken K-State grad off my resume. It's back on. BKD, a big uh, K-State fan as well. BTK. BTK. Yeah. BKD. He's uh he's in the background of one of my friend's family photos. BTK? Yeah. They the took BTK a picture tailgating together in the 90s Yeah. In uh, at the Bill Snyder Stadium, yeah. and BTK is in the background. That's not a good look. Just, just but yeah, this Chief Saholic guy, like, he... Also, he just he's lives his life online and like went to the Patrick Mahomes charity event and bought a Patrick Mahomes painting and he's posing for that. Everyone's like, okay, is this was stolen money? Um, it's just it's too good to be true. It's amazing. And he's he I mean, he looks like his face, he looks like a Chiefs super fan. I like that. Um like somewhere, like the Chiefs brass has to know about this at they some do. point. Like they do, they have to know about this and have to like have a PR strategy or at least have it in meetings. Like they are, they already have the strategy hey guys, with we, X Factor. They already went yeah, through this with like, the, hey guys, with the it's super happening fan. again. Um, we got to talk about our super fans again. Like, are they going to have to hold like a, a meeting at the beginning of the year, invite their super fans, and be like, "Hey, stop getting arrested. Let's straighten it up here, mm-hmm. okay? You guys, you represent us. Knock it off. Knock it off." So, uh, yeah, I that's it's it's incredible. But yeah, the Chiefs years. they definitely have uh, a playbook in place for stuff like this. I'm sure every he's got the lifetime ban. Every NFL do- team does, and uh, yeah, super that's fans. Just hilarious. That. Just don't make your entire identity being a, a, a fan of a football team. Mm-hmm. This things like this. This is what happens. Yep. Okay. Happen happened to X Factor. <laughs> Red Extreme. <laughs> Red Extreme. Now, who's next? Who's next? I don't know any other super. Is fans. the arrow guy? Is he bad? What about the guy? Is that Red Extreme? No, that's not the arrow guy. I don't okay. know if that guy dresses up with the arrows in anymore. That guy, I think, was good. I think he was a good person. And then there's the there's the kid with the Chiefs suit that has been going viral this year. Yeah, he's a hero. Is he a hero? I think so. I think he just like does. Because he yells taxes. at Carl Treffers. Yeah, I think he just does someone tax someone's taxes. He looks. Looks very harmless. And then yeah. there's the the woman who makes the the sockum. Oh yeah, the the things that fight. Yeah, and uh, I think I think they're good. legit. She seems good too. Yeah, I think they're legit. So those are our super fans now. A, yeah. a nice old lady and uh, just a young I don't know accountant looking accountant guy. Looking guy. Yeah, uh, he's in G. I've seen him in G. No, he's down in the front first row. No, 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 in oh, Lot G. G. Yeah, he tailgates in Lot G. Yeah. Tailgates in Lot G. Um, all right, uh, let's move into some openings around. Also, the city. Uh, Mahomes is the MVP again, so that's nice. Yeah, minus three fifty, I think, by today to be MVP because so. of Hurts injury. Because I mean, I know he jumped Hurts before Hurts was ruled out and before Hurts' injury, he had already jumped Hurts in the MVP odds because of his performance on Sunday. So all the Philly fans, I don't want to hear shit. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Philly fans that I'm friends with, but. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about some openings around the city. First up, we've got uh, Casey Hooley House, which is going in to Power and Light, where the Dubliner was. Dubliner, one of my favorite bars at Power and Light because of the cheap Bush Light that they served. Mm. Uh, but Hooley House, an Irish, an Irish staple, Bush Light, cheap Bush Light, <laughs> exactly. But Hooley House seems to be wanting to bring kind of a East Coast Irish pub feel to Power and Light. That's and correct. Same. Same guy who owned the Dubliner is going to be running the Hooley House. That's right. Yeah, so kind of bringing, running the playbook back again. 
um, just under a different name, essentially, because what's his name? Ryan Haverty, yep. who owned the Dubliner and, and um, helped open that in 2012, um, is going to be managing this. He said, you know, he learned a lot from this first time um, when he when he opened Dubliner in 2012. A lot has changed with how restaurants work, obviously. But but yeah, he wants to bring something like a uh, New York City, East Coast type of uh, type of vibe to this. I don't know what that means as far as an Irish pub, like what a New York City Irish pub is. The only one I've ever been to is the, I think it's called McSorley's, which is officially the oldest bar in America. And that bar, um, there's sawdust all over the floor. Oh, I've been and there. And yep. it's got light and dark beer, and that's it. That's the only thing they serve. And when you order one light beer or one dark beer, you get actually get two glasses because the glasses are small. Mm. And that's, that's I'm pretty sure it's called McSorley's, um, but it's officially recognized as the oldest bar in in America. Um, so that's the only Irish pub I know Yeah, on the East Coast in New York City. So I don't know what exactly a New York City East Coast Irish pub is, but a hoolie, so it's called Casey Hooley House. A hoolie is a Irish party featuring song and dance. Um, and so I don't know if they're going to have like traditional Irish music playing in it or what. But, Pretty you know, cool. the the bar, uh, a lot of the woodwork in there was built in Ireland by Irish uh, artists and architects. It was designed by an Irish architecture firm. So, like, they tried to keep it legit from the very beginning. Um, so I assume they're leaning more into that. I don't know exactly, but... I guess we'll find out. They're trying to open it up before February. They want it open before, like, the NFL playoffs, mm-hmm. obviously before the NFL draft. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, I think they announced, when they announced that, they also announced that Blue Saki Sushi is going into Power and Light as well. Mm-hmm. So, But we've known that for a while. Yeah. And Drunken Fish. Blue Saki is going drunken into fish. Yep. Drunken Fish. Um, all right. Also opening up is uh, Casey Craft Ramen is opening up in Overland Park. Um, out at 119th Street, I think. Is that coming soon? <laughs> 119th and something. 119th uh, and something. Yeah, dude. Stop naming restaurants. KC something. Like, what? I've complained about Overland this. Park. I've complained about this for a long time. But just, okay, so, so right. The, the, the thing we just talked about, KC Hooli House. Just call it Hooli House. I agree. Just call it Hooli House. You don't need to call yourself KC Hooli House. You're, you're in, like, that's just lazy. It's just like, oh, people in Kansas City have a lot of Kansas City pride. Like, let's just throw KC on the end of everything, and we'll just call everything KC something. Like, stop doing that. Like, the cool brands here are like, I mean, Main KC is a cool brand, but like, Charlie Hustle, that is a, a iconic brand. It has nothing to do. There's no KC in their name. Stay your line. Iconic <laughs> brand. We, we didn't call ourselves, like, the KC podcast or mm-hmm. KCP podcast. Like, stop naming your stuff KC. So if if, if you want to name your restaurant KC Craft Ramen, just name yourself Craft Ramen. Mm-hmm. Just name yourself Hooli House. Those are better names than KC Craft Ramen and KC Hooli House. You're, so, you're basically like Sean Parker. Drop, yeah. drop the the. Drop the KC. Drop stop the doing KC. it. Stop mm-hmm. doing it. Yep. So anyways, Craft Ramen, um, we should just boycott calling it that. Um, Craft Ramen. I know, Hooli House sounds way better. Hooli House KC. sounds way yeah. cooler than, than Casey Hooli House. And same with Craft Ramen. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. What do these idiots know about branding? Um, anyways, Casey Craft Ramen is opening up. It's like right across from the Bed Bath & Beyond, right there on 119th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a handmade ramen 
shop. So I'm very excited about this. The owners are from San Francisco, so this isn't part of a chain. Um, the owners are from San Francisco. They're moving to Kansas City to open this place up. They've they've run a couple of different restaurants in San Fran. Um, they seem to be um, well. I, I I can't remember their names, but um, seems to be you know real handmade ramen. And they said you know that was kind of missing from this area. So their plan is to open. Um, I think a number of restaurants in the, in the Metro. So starting with 119th and Metcalf, looking at some other locations, uh, I'm a huge fan of ramen, mm-hmm. um, big proponent of more ramen in Kansas city. So I support this. Uh, however, if you're listening, let me find the names of these people. You got it in front of you? No, I don't have their names. Cause it j- just, their website is just, Oh website. yeah. Coming oh yeah. Soon. Oh yeah. But I found it on, yeah, I'll, I'll find it later. Okay. But, but anyways, just call Craft Ramen, please. Thank you. All right, let's talk about uh, the Outpost Social Club, which is expanding. It That's looks right. like uh, the Outpost. Have you been there? I've been to Panthers Place, okay. but I last time I went to Panthers Place, Outpost had not opened yet. But Panthers Place is this cool spot in uh, the West Side neighborhood. Uh, what, what is it like? Twenty fifth and uh, I can't remember their address. It's over 20, by Boulevard. Y- yeah, like yeah, kind of in that neighborhood, uh, right over yeah. there. And it's it's one of the coolest um, environments to drink in in Kansas City. I think uh, it's like a greenhouse basically that you're drinking in on the inside, and then it's got uh, like an airstream camper mm-hmm. patio area on the outside. And then the owners have now expanded and opened up uh, food for uh, the the restaurant. It's it's called the Outpost. They make a lot of pizza. It sounds like they're doing some expanding. Yeah, so they they've only been dinner and late night food um, since they opened in the summer of 2021. But yeah, they are um, uh, new chefs took over like the food side of things in March. So they got new chefs earlier this year. Um, they were both like pretty classically trained. They work in they worked in Michael Smith restaurants. Um, so they're expanding the food menu to lunch and brunch on the weekends, um, breakfast Sandies, and then lunch smash burgers, po' boys, pizza. Um, they raise their own chickens, Kev. So Ooh. fresh eggs for their for their breakfast and uh, a regular you know latte espresso coffee bar as well to go along with it. So uh, you will now be able to get lunch and breakfast at uh, Outpost Social Club. And when you go, you feel like you know about it and no one else does because it's oh, such nice. a cool place. Nice. So you just feel like you're very much a local who like just only certain people know about this mm. spot. It's nice. very, very fun, even nice. though it's always crowded because it's, it's small. such a cool spot. But but it's small too, right? It is small. Yeah, it is small, but it's an awesome place. It's worth the wait. Uh, cocktails are awesome. I have not had the food yet, but I, I'll have to try it. Uh, let's see. What else? We've got the uh, Crossroads, a grocery store coming. Uh, not just any grocery store, though. Mm. This is the Amazon way of the future store. That's right. Where you scan your eyeballs when you walk in and then walk palm. out. You scan your palm. Palm of your hand. No. Yeah. The palm of your hand. And then you walk out. You don't have to check out, but then it knows what's in your cart and charges your credit card. That's correct. You have a chip in your hand? No, it, you, your hand, your your palm print, bro. Okay. It's the same as like facial recognition, but just with your palm instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's called Cross. It's called Community Groceries. So this opened earlier in the year, and then they were like, "Wait, we want to shut down, and we want to bring in this Amazon technology." So this is the first store in the country to be equipped with the Amazon. Uh, pay and leave technology not to be owned by Amazon. So Amazon 
owns, I think they're called Amazon Go stores. Mm -hmm. And essentially, like you explained, you walk into the store, you, you scan your palm, and then through technology... I'll just say that mm -hmm. through that's technology. A that's a yada yada. <laughs> yeah, yada yada yada. It knows it everything. Your card. It knows everything that you've taken off the shelf. So, like when you take something off a shelf, it can read like that's you taking that off the shelf because you're near it. And then the shelf has tracking technologies to know that it's gone. And then so as soon as you take something off the shelf and put it in your uh, basket or Is grocery like a cart, game of chess, once you take your hand off it, it's yours. Um, I bet you have the ability to put it back. Um, but but then but then you don't pay. Then you just leave the store, and when you leave, you know it, it knows that you've left the store, and then it just charges your card that you have associated with your Amazon account. So, mm -hmm. like, obviously, you have to have Prime to do this, and then you go to the store and you get your palm print registered with your Amazon account, and then you can just go in, scan your palm, pick up whatever you need, and then you just leave. You don't pay. It just charges your account. So this is on 18th and Holmes, so it's the same, like, on 18th Street, right on the corner the same block as City Barrel Brewing Company, mm -hmm. just a little east of um, like King G and, and Grinders, right across the street from that weird power plant that's like in the middle of yep. the crossroads, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it looks sweet. Again, as soon as, not as soon, because I've left the crossroads two years ago, but when I was living in the crossroads for three years, all I wanted was a freaking bodega market mm -hmm. or a grocery store, and now the crossroads has all three, including this really cool thing, so... I'm bummed that it, this wasn't here when I was there. But yeah, this is called Community Groceries, first grocery store in the country to be equipped with this technology to not be owned by Amazon. It's the wave of the future. Yeah. It's the wave uh, of the future. The whatever the future. we can do to get more grocery stores in that urban core is going to be for the better of those neighborhoods. Yes. I think it'll help with the density, people living down there, doing more shopping down there, uh, and we'll make it a more legit downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Also opening is uh, Royals Hall of Fame voting this okay. week. So uh, there is a portion of Hall of Fame voting that is fan-driven. Which portion? Let's see. Um, I wonder what percentage it matters or if they even tell us. <laughs> so because who who would normally vote on the Royals Hall of Fame? Would that be uh, writers, writers maybe? or mm -hmm. people in the organization? Because... If you're a Royals writer, like, okay, so some of these players that are eligible, right? Some of these players that are eligible, obviously, you know, Carlos Beltran, Billy Butler, Johnny Damon, Jason Vargas, Jordano Ventura, and Ned Yost. So, like, the people covering the Royals right now were not covering the Royals during these guys' mm -hmm. prime. So, like, like Alec Lewis wasn't even born when when Johnny Damon was playing for the Royals. I'm, I'm making fun of Alex, Alec, but, like... How how would and Alec doesn't write for the Royals anymore? But like, how who would be the pool of people voting for these? Because what is there five people who cover the Royals in the entire city? Mm -hmm. um, let's see the this says basically you have to meet a criteria of fifteen hundred plate appearances. So three seasons, fifteen hundred plate appearances, or three hundred innings pitched. Managers must have been a manager for at least three seasons, and uh, you have to be off the field. Cease being active on-field member of the Royals or any other major league team for at least three years. Okay, only um, three years. To get elected. Okay. Uh, so this vote, uh, let's see, it includes first-time eligible Royals alumni and four that have returned after receiving at least 10% of the vote in 2021. So I'm guessing 
but it doesn't say what portion. Let's see. Guidelines for eligibility. Maybe it doesn't even maybe it doesn't even matter. It's just like a way to engage fans. It might be. That's my that's my assumption. So Beltron, Butler, Damon, Vargi, Ventura, Yost. I'm putting everyone in except Vargas. You gotta only vote for three though. You what? can only vote for three. Okay, I'm that's I'm going, what makes this tough. I'm going Beltron. Then it's hard. I went I went and I voted today. I went Ned Yost, Giordano, and Beltron was okay. my three. I probably I probably on the on the first pass, that's probably what I would do as well. Dang I'd probably it. go Beltron, Giordano, and Yost. We think too similarly. Okay. Um, no, screw that. <laughs> Jason Vargas is a Royals Hall of Famer. When he was putting up yep. innings. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, Vargi kept the ball down. Yeah, Eating innings. Uh, all right. Yeah, so those are my three who I would vote for, um, but you can vote. I, I mean, Billy Butler was like a top five hitter for, like as far as as far as far uh, pure hitter, he was a top five hitter in the major leagues for like three straight seasons, mm-hmm. probably. Um, just never hit for the power that we wanted him to and yeah. uh, wasn't a part of the championship team was a part of the almost championship team but uh yeah i mean we sold i mean the fact that he signed that deal with the a's and then played maybe one season yeah not even like his full ba- season. best accomplishment was that time he he hit that dong and got in a fight with that catcher mm-hmm. when he was with the a's that was pretty sweet but that was the only thing i remember him from the a's yeah i mean he's ninth in club history and hits uh overall yeah, i mean he hit that. 259 with 127 home runs for the royals okay. so that's, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. 295. He's a Royals Hall of Famer for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put everyone in the Hall of Fame from 2014, 2015, though. Yeah. Except Vargas. I don't think Vargas is not he, a Hall of Famer. He was here for four seasons. He pitched for a majority of like two of them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a tough, tough case to make. Um, all right. Uh, closing this week is Port Fonda. Look, mm. we've covered him closing once before. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we may or may not have had a uh, the owner of Port Fonda on the podcast. Yeah, shortly before. We had a run there. Shortly where, before. Where when we interviewed you, you got fired. I'm, I'm, a sho- I'm shocked we didn't yeah. interview Chief Saholic uh, prior to this incident because that would yeah. have been very much up our alley. We had alley. a run there, but then Port Fonda reopened, rebranded. Not rebranded, just got new ownership. Just just got new ownership, and then now is closing again? Yeah, so it's closing permanently. It's also owned by the people who own Beer Kitchen and Mickey's Hideaway and formerly McCoy's. They got up their sleeve. They're always changing, rebranding restaurants. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. They they own Sailor Jack's for a little bit. People on on the internet think there's some sort of, like, you know, um, debt debt scam where you can basically, like, I don't know. From a business owning standpoint, close and reopen. Close, reopen, get rid of debt, something along those lines. Because they they own Sailor Jacks, and that was open for like a week or mm-hmm. something like that before. So it was what was it before Sailor Jacks? The Foundry, the Foundry, and McCoy's. Those places were always crowded, and then they they built Sailor Jacks from scratch, and it was open for I don't even know Very a couple short. of minutes. Very short. Cup of coffee, and then they closed McCoy's. They opened Mickey's Hideaway. That closed. It seemed prematurely. A month ago, yeah. And uh, yeah, so they still have Beer Kitchen. They still have um, Char Bar. Char Bar. But they, they own Port Fonda for a little bit, closed that. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how it all works, but it's very interesting. Like, are they know. buying their competitors just so, like, Beer Kitchen and Char Bar succeed? I don't know. That would be weird. That would be weird. But it's like, but, I yeah. picture McCoy's like Michael was Scott always crowded. just yelling, I declare bankruptcy, and then yeah. they close the restaurant. And they close the and restaurant, and they open a new one. Yeah, I don't know how it all works. Mm-hmm. Like, 
They need to bring back McCoy's. McCoy's was so good. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they will now that Mickey's is closed. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's move into what we try this week. Uh, this week, trying the house hunt. I'm on the hunt. That was your personal pine tar last week. Well, I didn't talk about it. We skipped it. Oh, we did? Yeah, we didn't talk about Oh, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. We well, skipped over it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Sorry I'm on the that. house hunt. I'm looking for a new house. My first house. Getting out of the lower level, uh, a.k.a. my parents' basement. So mm -hmm. uh, going around, looking on both sides of the state line. And here's what I've found out about house hunting. It's kind of like, it's like dating a lot, I would say. Okay. Um, you might get your heart broken right away, but may, the, the right house is still out there for you. Okay. And that's all right. And I've also found that um, you know when you're dating and people try to set you up with others, mm -hmm. you find out how hot that person thinks you are or how good-looking the person setting you up thinks you are. Oh, okay. Based on who they're setting you up with. Yes, okay. You find out what they think about your looks. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you, <laughs> if you get set up by someone and they set you up with maybe someone less attractive, you're mm -hmm. like, this person thinks I'm ugly. Exactly. Yeah, or if okay. they set you up with someone really good-looking, you're like, like, that oh, person thinks I'm really My friend thinks I'm good-looking. Good yes, yeah. exactly. Similar to the house hunt. You find out how rich people think you are. Yeah, okay. Uh, people will be like, oh, I just saw a house for you. Let me send it your way. Uh -huh. And you're like, you think I'm really rich. That's awesome. That's really cool. Or maybe someone sends you a house and you're like, you think I'm really poor. Uh -huh. Okay, yep. all right. So, or just price conscious. Or just price conscious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's funny. Um, I, I wanted to draw that uh, correlation. But... Looking on both sides of the state line, uh, Catherine Lee, friend of the show, helping me out, showing Good. me around. Yeah. So, she uh, give you the state your line discount? Yeah. <laughs> Do we ever have a promo code for when she advertised? I don't think so. No, Maybe. no, but she had a free consultation. Free consultation. Yes. So, consultation has been free so far. <laughs> so I got that discount going for me. Um, but Dude, yeah. I, I bought a house and I still don't like, I still don't know like how real, real realtors get paid. Um, I. <laughs> I mean, I know it's baked in there, but I don't know if I paid it. I don't know. You I should know. The buyer pays. Or the no, seller, the seller pays. pays. See, yes. you know. I know. You know. But yeah, so it'll be... Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. It'll be a fun time. I think we paid a portion it. of it so that... I can't remember. Sounds like you got scammed. <laughs> no. We just <laughs> Catherine Lee. She gave me the free, uh, free consultation. Um, all right. This week I tried... Um, the 901, I think it's called 901 bar. It's 901. The, it's the igloo bar, uh, igloo hut things on top of the fontaine. Um, I'm excited to hear. I'm going. It's awesome. In 10 days, I'll it's be It's really sweet. Okay. It's really cool. It was cooler than I thought it was going to be. So up on the roof of the fontaine, which is a, uh, um, a, a boutique hotel on the plaza, um, basically they covered the pool with... Uh, like a glass or plastic uh, glass covering, and they built these igloos um, out of plastic, these igloos on top of it, and you rent them out. Do and you it, see the pool still? Uh -huh. it's yeah, clear. it's beneath, but there's a rug and everything um, down uh, to make it uh, cozy. So they make the igloos on top of the rooftop. Um, you know, that's all see-through, and it's real cozy inside. It's warm. There's a heater. There's a personal uh, Bluetooth speaker in there, so you oh, hook up, nice. you play your own music. You have a server that comes. It's plenty warm in there, so, like, you don't have to worry about, like, the, the heater inside um, keeps it plenty warm. Cocktails are really, really good. Um, so, yeah, it was better than I expected. It was, mm -hmm. it was a lot cooler than I thought it was going to be. There's um, like there a, food? a small food menu as okay. well. Um, the cocktails, 
they take a little bit of time. So like, and, and they're pretty strict on your, your, um, reservation. So like we had yeah, it two hours, I think right? we got it for an hour and a half. Yeah. And you know, they, they, they're like, okay, last call is a half an hour before your reservation ends. So like you, you'll get that half hour or last call. Um, so yeah, but cocktails were really, really good. The, the, it was, it was better than I expected. It What'd was really drink? cool. Um, I drank a, um, I had a beer and then I had, um, it was called I don't like know. a holiday. Yeah. Holiday themed. Okay. It, it was a, it was a whiskey sour essentially is what I had. Um, but it was really good. It was a very good whiskey sour. And, uh, but they had some like hot drinks with hot cocoa. They had, um, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good, good cocktails. So yeah, it was awesome. I would recommend. Um, and it was, it exceeded expectations. I'll just say that. Okay. Um, all right. I'm excited for my visit here in uh, next week. Um, all right. Uh, we've got a Did You Know, Casey? Uh, next up, talking salad dressing. I I don't know if I'm a big fan of the wishbone salad dressing. Okay. Um, I feel like the last time I maybe used it was in college, I think. But I see it everywhere. Yes. The wishbone. And it came from a Kansas City restaurant. That's right. Wishbone Italian dressing, Italian salad dressing. Everyone has seen this at grocery stores. Um, I think it's the uh, one of you know one of the largest salad dressings in the in the. They got some serious self shelf space. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it started here in Kansas City. So there was um, um, a restaurant on forty four fifty five Main. So basically, that's where like the Marriott is on on Main, just south of the Quick Trip now. So. This is 1947, 1948, a restaurant there opened called The Wishbone Restaurant. And it was um, it was opened by Philip Salami, or Salami. I don't know, it'd be, it'd be funny if it was Salami. S-O-L-L-O-M-I. Philip uh, Salami Jr. Um, and his mom opened this family-style restaurant, fried chicken, prime rib, lobster, trout, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Um, family style in an old Victorian mansion that was up there on the hill um, that overlooked the plaza at the time before the Marriott, before um, American Century. Like it's right, right over there on that side mm -hmm. of the plaza. So before all of that existed, it was just in an old, um, old Victorian mansion. And it was a good restaurant. It was around for like uh, 20, 30 years or so, but um, it was called the Wishbone and people would come there and basically, it got really famous for its salad dressing, and people started coming there and bringing their own bottles to just fill up their salad dressing. So Philip um, Salami Jr. he sold the restaurant portion of it and just started doing the salad dressing, and um, you know started selling the salad dressing in grocery stores here and in St. Louis. And then basically, you know, the salad dressing took off, uh, became this this huge thing. Um, and you know, 10 years after owning the salad dressing, he sold it to, um, like James Lipton of Lipton, uh, mm -hmm. iced tea. And then, then it, the salad dressing got sold to, I don't know, Unilever or one of those massive, yeah. uh, food conglomerates. But, um, it was, it was the second mass produced salad dressing in the entire country. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's one of the one of the biggest ones, uh, Phillips uh, Salome, after he sold the salad dressing company, they all moved to Phoenix, him and his family. So really the son and the grandson who are kind of trying to revitalize the story here in Kansas City, um, they grew up in Phoenix, but the grandson married uh, 
or is marrying a, a gal from Kansas City, and so they're moving back to Kansas City. He's kind of trying to to bring the story back to life a little bit, but but yeah, um, pretty cool story. Maybe they'll open up uh, another restaurant. Maybe another wishbone restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's uh, sounds like a menu sounded hearty. Yeah, very hearty. Very hearty. Um, but yeah, right. it was based. The, I mean, the dressing recipe was based on Philip uh, Salami. Salami. Um, his mom was born was an Italian immigrant from Sicily, so from the uh, from the motherland, and uh, that's what the dressing recipe came from from his mom. So uh, pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we've got next up uh, a hey look. There's KC and uh, Kansas City dish making it in the New York Times, so nationally recognized, and it is from it's from Corvi- Corvino's, Corvino, uh, and it is a a donut, but. Feel like this isn't just any kind of donut. This is like donuts with trout, trout roe, trout, trout roe, folded into cream fresh, cream fresh, cream fresh. I had to Google how to say that. Have you not watched the South Park episode of Cream N- Fresh? No, but when I Googled how to pronounce creme fresh, the Google results were like creme fresh South Park. Yep. Okay. It's a, it's a great episode. It's a, it's I, a I recommend it. Okay, yeah. I'll check Ran, it out. It's a, it's a Randy episode. So good, pretty good, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the New York Times put out a you know best dishes, twenty five best dishes of twenty twenty two, and Corvino's seaweed donuts mm-hmm. uh, made the list. So this is the entire country twenty five dishes seaweed donuts from Corvino, um, which is you know one of the best restaurants in the city. Um, the seaweed donuts are served with a side of trout roe folded in. Fold it in. Just fold it in. Just fold it in to the creme fraiche. So that means trout eggs. Trout, trout eggs. Roe. Yeah. Okay. Um, fold it in to creme fraiche. Haven't had them. Sounds good. Uh, I love like fancy donuts. Like I, I love, I love fancy donuts. I okay. like um, cheap donuts as well. I love all donuts basically. Except this I'm, does not sound like a cheap donut. No, no, no. This is a fancy donut. Uh-huh. Seaweed donut served with a side of trout roe folded yeah. into creme fraiche. I like my dough fried. I like glaze is, on it. This is what and, uh, this is. This has fried dough. Mm-hmm. Is this fried dough? I don't know. I'd rather have a uh, just a classic glaze from Lamar's. Okay. Or Fluffy Fresh. Well, this. you haven't had these yet. Well, I would like the person from the New York Times to sit there with each of those donuts in front of them and with a straight face tell me the donut filled with trout eggs. It's not filled, bro. Is better it's oh, served sorry, on the side. Folded in. Folded. No, it's it's served on the side. It's on the oh, so the trout eggs are folded into the cream fraiche on the side. I thought the trout eggs were like filling the donut. Like, no, 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 like no. Cream cheese served on the side. Okay. Still, I'd like someone to eat both of those and with a straight face tell me that Lamar's isn't better. Okay. Uh, let me see what the cost for these donuts is. Mm, looking at the menu, today's menu. The menu changes like every day. So. Yeah, but. Yeah, that that concerned me. I thought it was the eggs were folded into the um, dough. And how no. do you make seaweed dough? So no, I no, know. no. I think the seaweed is just like sprinkled on top of the donuts. Okay. It looked like from the picture, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna let's go. We should. I want to put you to the test here. I want you to try these donuts. Get both of them. Get get some Lamar's or Fluffy Fresh or something. Try them next to each other. Okay, we'll do that. Um, all right. Uh, next up, we've got our personal pine tar uh, from this week. This one for me, it, it, it hurts me to say it because I, I I love the peanut. I even love the peanut in Old Overland Park. Uh, it's been a spot that I've enjoyed going to. Always always had great uh, service. It's a good place to watch the game. I watched the Chiefs game there. Uh, but I had wings that would embarrass anybody 
if if you like brought someone to the peanut and were yeah. like, these are the best wings in Kansas City, Uh-oh. and then they brought these out, you'd be embarrassed. They were tiny. Uh-oh. They were like the size of Buffalo Wild Wings wings. Oh, like, no. They were that small. Gross. Barely any meat on them. Uh, so I got three wings and fries, and for the first time, it was not actually filling. Uh, because three wings and fries always fills me up nice. Mm. But these wings were, were so tiny and embarrassing that I didn't even want anybody to see me eating them. Oh, no. Um, what do you so, mean, eat them? Because they were just little tiny wings. Oh, look at those tiny uh, little yeah, wings. exactly. So uh, it was it was bizarre because the consistency of the, the peanut that's what is I'm always there. That's, that would be awful but, if you did take someone there and you're, like, hyping up the wings, which you would do. The, but the wings you, are about... The the meat, yes. The size, correct. Of I mean, this, the wings, yes. Is a lot of it. It's and a, a big, lot of it's the a quality. Big, yes, it's a big portion of it. Uh-huh. Like the sauce, I love, but it's not as it's not like any diff or much different than a lot of other wing sauces. Well, careful there. It's not, but the wing careful. quality and how big the wings are is what makes them special. Yes, and uh, didn't have that this week. That'd be bad. That would be bad. Mm-hmm. You want consistency? Yeah, you can't. If you're the peanut, you can't have those. You can't have that in your tough. restaurant. Yeah. It's tough. Um, I'm sorry you had to go through mm-hmm. that. Um, my, uh, personal pine tar, I have not had that experience at the peanut. I've never had wings this small at the peanut. It was mm. bizarre. It was almost as bad as that one time we went and someone was eating them sauceless. Oh yeah. yeah well, was... I saw someone who tossed the wings in hollandaise sauce. That's, I kind of want to try savage. that. <laughs> pre-crime behavior. I think the sauceless is, is truly pre-crime. Yeah. Um, hollandaise sauce is just like, you're, you're, I don't know if it's pre-crime behavior. Maybe it's just like you're just trying something new. Because mm-hmm. the peanut has really good hollandaise sauce. True. Um, all right. This week, my personal pine tar. What is it? I forgot. Oh, every day feels like a Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what day of the week it is. And I've, I've genuinely, it's, it's thrown me off. Like, Thursday has a feel because Thursday feels like, all right, tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. And every day of the week feels like tomorrow's Friday because of how mm, little effort I'm putting towards work, I guess. Um, but just like my 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 work calendar, it just doesn't have a ton of meetings on it. And like mm-hmm. everyone's just like trying to get to the new year. And every like a lot of meetings have been pushed off to the new year. And a lot of stuff is just like wrapping up. So like my work calendar is very thin as far as like required meetings that I need to be at. So because of that, every day feels like a Thursday and it's really throwing me off. Um, so yeah, that's my personal pine tar. It's weird, yeah. but it's, I, it's a, kind of not a personal pine tar because I love Thursdays. I really yeah. like Thursdays, but I don't have like Thursday night football and I'm like, Oh, is it, what's the football game? Tonight? It's just because tomorrow always feels like, ah, work's not going to be that hard. Tomorrow. Exactly. And that that's exactly right. Like every Thursday. day feels like a Thursday. Um, all right. Uh, let's get into our mixed plate this week. It is December 21st. Uh, we are approaching the last week, uh, work week, work weeks of the year. So uh, it's a good time to talk about uh, things that we'd like to push off to the new year. So our mixed yes. place of things to push off until next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, episode 188, that means I get to go first. It's uh, an easy choice. Pick one, one, meet number one. It's work. Mm. Um, so specifically just being at work and anytime mm-hmm. you can say, let's, let's get to that next year. Yeah. It's beautiful. I had a it's meeting a beautiful today. thing. And if, if something has to be scheduled, rescheduled this week, mm-hmm. it ain't happening next week. Mm-mm. It's happening next year. Mm-hmm. So even that happened last week, it's just like, if I can't do it this week, that's next year. Mm-hmm. It's next year. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I had a meeting today that was like, hey, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we really. There's not much we can get into right now, so let's just let's just cancel the meeting today, and we'll just we'll just get back together uh, next next year. And I'm like, God, it's the best feeling mm-hmm. in the world. It's great, it's such a good feeling. All right, side number meet number one for me. Um, I'm going with grocery shopping. Mm. Been doing a lot of eating out lately, yeah, and it's just like, one. well, you know, like we've got stuff every night this week. There's like a happy hour. There's a work party. There's Christmas at the end of the week. Like next week, it's just so like. Man, we're gonna be eating out a lot, so like I don't know, it's gonna be hard to grocery shop. So putting off grocery shopping, like ah, you know, we'll just kind of do it on a day by day. Or, mm-hmm. um, so As putting needed. off grocery shopping uh, is a good feeling. Yeah, but then you're like, oh god, I'm spending so much money. Yeah, but you think like, well, I just have to get through like one or two more days, yeah, and then the holidays it's, are it's, here. Because today's and then Thursday, so right? Food. So like, yeah, yeah. Also, since we had um, that uh, beef tenderloin on Saturday that you made, oh yeah. Uh, there was Fetch a lot of leftovers. leftovers, so like I'm just having high quality steak dinners for lunch Damn every week, it. every day this week. It's been great. I didn't get, I didn't take any home because mom made a rule of bring your own Tupperware to bring your own Tupperware. I, I forgot. Bring your own Tupperware. I, I brought an entire beef tenderloin, and I brought, a, I brought two children. Bring your own Tupperware. Mm. Could have, could have taken it home in a grocery bag if you wanted to. <laughs> Should have. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, two children. Meat number two here. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Christmas cards. Put those off till next year. <laughs> call them, call them New Year's cards. Like it's too late. They're not getting out. No, it's getting out. You're getting one. No, it's coming. It's too Actually, late. we sent it. It's at it's, it's at your house. Late. It's too late. It's not happening this year. Put it off till next year. Call it a New Year's card, and um, and and then package it that way. So it's too late. If you haven't done your Christmas card already, it's now a New Year's card. Okay. Um, nope, we're sending them out. They're Christmas themed. A lot of people are going to be getting them after Christmas. So, mm-hmm. um, meet number two for me. Card. I'm going with. I'm going with getting my inbox to zero. So it's mm-hmm. work related, but like I I, I try to get my inbox to zero, um, and I've done a good job of it all year, except for the last three weeks. <laughs> and I've just been like, oh yeah, like end of the year, I'll have time. Like I won't have a lot of meetings, so I'll have time. To, to get my inbox to zero because I won't be going in and out of meetings and I don't mm-hmm. have all this other stuff going on, except I've been putting that off to yeah. next year. So my inbox is, is packed, um, and so I've just been putting ba- putting that off. Um, new year, new you, next year. Fresh, inbox to zero. Fresh I'll just put everything that I haven't put filed away into a folder called 2022. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then fresh. That's what I did in 2021. That's all good. And hey, we're still here. Still here. Still here. Everything is fine. Um, all right, let's see my side number one here. Uh, it's a diet. It's not happening. Now right now. is over. It's not starting right now. Holiday season is here. You're going to eat a ton on Christmas, and there's going to be all the leftovers. And then you're not going to want to grocery shop right after Christmas. Uh, so then you're going to eat out the week between Thanks or Christmas and New Year's, mm-hmm. and it's New Year's Eve. You're not gonna. You're gonna be eating out, hanging out with friends. And it's the NFL playoffs. It's New Year's Day, and you're hungover. You're not gonna eat well. You might be going to the Chiefs game. So it's not happening. Nope, it's not happening. Save that till February. February. That's, that's the month to do the whole yes. thirty. Hundred percent. Got twenty eight days. Correct. So um, yeah, people who like try to do start fresh in January. It's not Maybe happening. it's not happening when you have a, a team that's always in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not. So February is the day to do, like, there's no dry January because NFL playoffs exist, okay? Mm-hmm. So, like, start that start that 
in February, okay? There was a, an article opened on the counter that Dad was reading, and it said, how you know you're going to start gaining weight before you do. And I was just like, Every, I don't need to read this. Checking look at the off. calendar. Just look at the calendar. Hey, it's December 20th. Our ancestors, <laughs> all right, we had to bulk up in the wintertime, mm -hmm. all right? We basically had to hibernate. It's a, Food it's a was tradition. more scarce, so we're just doing as our ancestors did. Mm -hmm. it's, in my, it's in my DNA. Mm -hmm. You want me to fight that? That's why I'm having steak dinners for lunch every day this week. <laughs> just a big hunk of beef tenderloin for God. lunch. Oh. That should be mine. All right, I had a turkey sandwich, deli turkey today. <laughs> That's on you. Uh, on you. Side number one for me, I'm going... Um, Reading something on my to read list. Mm. So like Yeah, I had I reading a, on mine too. I had a I have a big like list of like articles that I I always like file away in, in um like either on on a Reddit saved tab or like on in my email or something like that. I send myself articles to read or or stuff to read. Um so I have this big long to read list and it's always like when I find time, mm -hmm. right now I have time, but I don't want to read it. And I'm just putting that off. So reading my my to read list that I have, um, that's getting put off till next year. Yeah, I had reading on there as well. Uh, my meet number two, or my side number two here, I'm gonna go with uh, saving money, like trying to get back. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, budget. I got to get back on my budget. Got to start, you know, pinching pennies. It's not happening again. Christmas <sighs> is here. There's gonna be last minute gifts. Then you're like, oh, I don't have booze. Last minute booze that you're gonna have to purchase. Last minute grocery runs. Last minute grocery runs. Then you're not gonna want a grocery shop. You're gonna eat out because you've got time off. Um, so it's gonna rack up. So January. Don't even think about it. That's when you can try Don't to look get at back it. on track. Don't even look at but it. But right now. But then it's no. the NFL playoffs. I'm just putting that off. Putting that off. Um, all right. Side number two for me to wrap things up. I'm going putting away Christmas presents. So mm, yeah. you get all these new clothes, you get now we did the freaking toys out of control. So we're get, we're getting these new toys for the kids. The house is just going to be a mess for the next 2 weeks. There's going to be shit everywhere. Just um, accept it. And just accept it. And I'm a person like I'm not much of a deep cleaner. I'm more I'm definitely a picker-upper. Like I like my house picked up, but for the next 2 weeks that's getting put off. There's just there's toys, there's boxes, there's clothes, there's food, cookies, there's just shit everywhere, and, and that's okay. That's gonna How's have to be the okay. kinetic sand? Is that all over your house yet? No, the kinetic sand has has been good. It, it stays stayed in solid. The box. Yeah, we've stayed in the okay. box. Um, you know, we've not we've, that I cared if it went all over your yeah. house, but <laughs> we've set pretty good rules with, with James. He knows the sand can't leave the box. Okay. So he's got like dump trucks that he will occasionally put the sand into and try to roll around but the sand stays in the box so that's that's he's followed that so far so we're good there but mm -hmm. uh but yeah there's just there's train tracks everywhere there's yeah. toys everywhere that's, it's that's um, next year's problem yeah exactly. for sure um uh, i left off getting sober yeah not drinking <laughs> uh, i had that on there too cleaning my work desk um i still go into the office that's so i have um my desk has like christmas cards and stuff everywhere waiting on that too um, I had finding a hobby. Don't try to start that now. Planning a vacation. So mm -hmm. we are going to Austin on a friend's trip here in, in, at the end of February. Nothing is planned mm -hmm. um, because we're going to put that busy. off. busy. We're putting that Everyone's off. busy right now. We've got too much shit going on. Laundry. Uh -huh. <laughs> this is 
next two weeks, just give it the smell test. Yeah. You know, um, wear the same sweater a couple times, maybe to holiday parties. Or oh, different yeah. Different groups oh, of people. Oh, yeah. Sweaters. Sweaters. So, you're always wearing something underneath. That's, yeah. The, those are like to be jeans. washed. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. That'll do it for us this week. Again, no episode next week. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at State Your Line, and we'll see you around Kansas City.